Welcome back to the Below Average Joe's MMA show. It's time for another MMA weekend recap. We're talking UFC Sao Paulo, and we're talking women's bantamweight title. The vacant one, I may add, is going to be up for grabs at UFC 297 in January. Let's talk about it and get into it all on this Monday. Jalton Almeida stays perfect in the UFC. His second UFC main event is successful as he defeats the Black Beast himself, Derek Lewis, by unanimous decision in his home country of Brazil, UFC Sao Paulo. Now, it wasn't the most action-packed fight, but there are takeaways and there are things to discuss as we get into 2024 for the UFC heavyweight division. Going into the fight, Jalton Almeida was a minus 470 favorite, and coming out of the fight, he looked every bit of that number for sure. I believe the final tally was around 120 strikes landed to 28 in favor of Almeida, six takedowns to zero in favor of Almeida, and 21 minutes. Yes, you heard that right. 21 minutes of control time for Almeida in a 25-minute fight. Say what you will about this one, right? It wasn't the most fan-friendly. It wasn't the most you know, action-packed, as I said off the top. It wasn't a huge takeaway spot for Almeida in terms of what we saw in the cage. But you could almost counter-argue that, at least, I think, too, because for Almeida to showcase that he can just stay on top of someone like Derek Lewis, the man that is known for just getting up. Uh, underneath of guys that are so good in this division uh, with their wrestling and jujitsu, if you will. Not many are to the caliber of Almeida, but Derek Lewis has always been able to just get up and prove these situations wrong and get wins in a lot of these hard stylistic fights for him on paper. That was not the case in this one. I feel like people are going to rag on Almeida because he didn't get a finish, right? And I understand that argument. I've made that argument against people, prospects like uh, Mohamed Mohayev, maybe just not pulling the trigger as early as I wish he would have, making it a little bit harder than I feel like he needed it to be. So that is a completely fair thing to hold over Almeida here because now at 6-0 in the UFC, three prominent victories uh, escalating each time now at heavyweight, Shamil Abdurahimov, Jairzinho Rosenstreich, which was Almeida's first main event slot, and now Derek Lewis here in his second main event. You're a player. You are relevant. You are going to be in talks amongst the top contenders at heavyweight. That's just the fact of the matter. He was number nine going into this come Tuesday. I don't know if they will let him kind of bump up at all from this victory. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed where he is. I also wouldn't be surprised if he bumped up to, you know, six, seven, or eight. He calls afterward for a fight with Surreal Gone. That's definitely a big jump up for sure. Let's take a look here at these rankings and just get an idea. We, we have to just talk the specifics of the heavyweight division right now after last night. So again, this was number nine Almeida versus number 10 Lewis. Almeida wins here. He calls out number one ranked Surreal Gone. Surreal Gone coming off of a victory in Paris against Sergei Spivak where he just had a masterful performance, a near perfect return for him after losing in March to John Jones in the heavyweight title fight. Now, one week from yesterday, six days at the time I'm recording this, is when we are getting the interim 
heavyweight title fight between Tom Aspinall, who is number four, and Sergey Pavlovich, who is ranked number two. The winner of that will be the interim champion. John Jones out around eight months, I believe Dana said, with the torn pectoral muscle. Stipe Miocic on vacation. He got into training camp mode. Uh, his physique was looking good. Now he's on the beach instead of fighting in Madison Square Garden next week. I, I don't know where Stipe falls into everything because it seems the UFC is wanting to keep that fight alive, right? Stipe versus John sometime in 2024, which is a little weird because why are we doing an interim title fight then this weekend? Why isn't it just like a number one contender fight? Uh, interim titles, it, we, it goes a long way on this show, the history of the show. Noah especially hated interim title fights. A lot of the times I was with him in that boat. This one is weird, but again, when you have a champion that's out for eight months, it is, you know, a realistic thing to do. If not, just have it vacated, but they don't want to take the belt away from John. I understand that. I get it. I get it from a business perspective, right? So Jalton gets a big win. Maybe not as flashy as some would have liked, even myself. I thought he was going to make... See, that's where it gets hard for me. I thought he was going to make easier work of Derek, but if you look at the fight, he absolutely was a no sweat like he dominated this fight through and through it's just that he didn't get that finish that everybody was expecting him to do what he had done in five previous UFC fights you know he kind of set these unrealistic expectations where he was just starching everybody and now all of a sudden he gets one decision and everybody thinks he's just trash that couldn't be further from the truth in my opinion Almeida is a legitimate threat he never really got tired he never got hit with the big shot from Derek Lewis. I wish we could have seen a little bit more of him on the feet because we hadn't got to see that yet now through six fights. But when you're facing the all-time leader in knockouts, Derek Lewis, and your specialty's not necessarily standing, I don't know if that's the fight you want to test out how you're improving that skill set. Now, in terms of what's next for Almeida, I don't want to see the surreal gun fight, to be quite honest. I want the original booking for UFC Sao Paulo to be booked again. I want Curtis Blades, who has historically over the past five years, since he's been in the UFC longer than that, I guess, has been known as the best wrestler grappler in the heavyweight division. Well, now that Jalton Almeida has entered that conversation, that is 100% the fight that should be made next. It will be at current moment, number nine, Almeida coming off of this win undefeated in the UFC against number five, Curtis Blades. Do it as a five-round main event. Do it as a featured bout on a pay-per-view. Whatever the UFC wants to do, that's the fight to make. You have to rebook this fight. It makes even more sense now than it did originally because we didn't see Almeida look unbeatable this time around. Like I've never, <laughs> I've never seen someone look so good but still show me that, okay, there are flaws in the game. Then what happened with Almeida last night? A weird performance, even though it was such a dominant performance. It's, it's a very kind of interesting situation that the community finds themselves in when viewing Almeida and really how Jalton is going to be viewed now by the brass in the UFC and the rest of the heavyweight division. I think people maybe are coming out of last night, fighters, if you will, in the division, having a little bit more confidence than maybe they would have before this fight uh, if they were to get matched up with Almeida. 
you got to pair him with the other best grappler in Curtis Blades and see who can come out on top. You absolutely do. And I feel like that is the matchup where we can potentially get a chance to see, okay, maybe Almeida won't be able to just, you know, ragdoll Curtis Blades. He won't just be able to take him down at will, hold him down at will. Maybe he will have to strike. We've seen Curtis improve in his striking. Yes, he still is on the bad side of knockouts here and there. But we've seen moments. It, look at the picture behind me on the wall. He knocked out Chris Dawkins. looked good. It looked sharp in the striking. I would favor Blades in the striking right now over Almeida. I would love to see that fight get made uh, maybe early first quarter of 2024. I don't know the specifics of the Curtis Blades injury or illness that kept him from this fight, but I'd have to imagine that you know early 2024, February, March, April, whatever the case. He could be ready to rock and roll. And that's a big fight. Five versus nine. Curtis looking to bounce back. Jalton really looking to maybe at this point prove people wrong because after Saturday in Brazil, there's going to be some more doubters than he had originally. So that's what needs to happen next, in my opinion. Let me know what you guys think. What is the fight that you want to see next? for Jailton Almeida. Do you want to see the fight he called for, Cyril Gaon? Do you want to see the original UFC Sao Paulo booking against Curtis Blades? Or is there someone else you have in mind? And if there is, be sure to let me know. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this little quick hitter of the UFC Sao Paulo Brazil main event. Jailton Almeida, big win over Derek Lewis. Give me all your thoughts on this fight and what you think is next in the comments below. And even for Derek Lewis, what do you want to see next? He didn't have to take this fight on three weeks notice. He did because that's what Derek Lewis does. There's always going to be respect for that man throughout this community, throughout the heavyweight division. He ain't done yet, even at 38 years old. Honestly, submission defense was pretty good last night. I believe Almeida had officially four or five submission attempts in that fight. Derek fought them all off. You know, he, he did a lot better for himself with the grappling and, Brazilian jiu-jitsu than I definitely expected going in. So I'm excited to always see Derek Lewis fight again. I'm sure it'll be relatively soon. So let me know all of your thoughts on the winner and on the loser of the main event. All right, now that the main event discussion is out of the way, there's not going to be too much left to talk about in terms of this card, uh, but I will touch on some quick hitters in the co-main event. Nicolas Dalby. Gave Gabriel Bonfim the first loss of his career, and he did it via TKO in the second round. It was a great fight, a really just type of dog fight that these two went uh, went at it. And Dalby at 38, I believe he is as well, much like Derek Lewis in the main event, looking very good. I believe he's won a few fights in a row, looking for a top 15 opponent next at welterweight. I watched the post show last night. He said he has interest in fighting a Jack Della Madalena, so maybe he gets in there with someone ranked 10 through 15 at welterweight. Big win for Dalby, someone that gets slept on probably more than he should, and uh, he kind of proved that he still has plenty of gas left in the tank. Bonfim, still believe in him, but it wasn't a good weekend for the Bonfim brothers, right? The first loss for Gabriel, uh, his brother Ishmael uh, misses weight, the fight gets scrapped, so we didn't even get to see him compete. And he's coming off of a loss in his most previous fight as well. So the Bonfim brothers will bounce back. But uh, we will see what happens next for those two siblings. We move on to Kayo Bahayo improving to 5-0 and in the UFC since his two-fight stint 
on the Contender Series in 2021. You add all that together, he's 7-0 under the UFC banner, which is pretty impressive. He uh, beats Abus Magomedov by unanimous decision, looked very good, as he has really in all of his fights. He's not showed many flaws thus far, and he is absolutely deserving of a top 15 opponent next. They showed the current win streaks in the division right now. He's sitting at five. Drickus Duplessis sitting at six. And I mentioned that because he called out Mr. Drickus Duplessis. Now, with Kyo being unranked, I doubt that's the fight that he's going to get, but I respect the call out. There are a plethora of guys in this division that I feel like Kyo could get wins over um, and relatively easily even potentially. I mean, I think you could jump as high as like number seven, number eight, you know, Jack Hermanson type of matchup, something like that. I mean, there are good matchups for Kayo. He is very good, very polished, very confident, good at speaking. I mean, he is a good all-around mixed martial artist. And at middleweight, it's not this most deep division. So the fact that he's racked up a 5-0 and record already before hitting the rankings is a very good place for him to be. As he heads into the new year, I look for two, three, maybe even four fights for Kayo. He's been very active thus far early on in his career. I think he can make a big name for himself next year. Maybe by the end of 2024, we're talking Kayo Bahio in the middleweight title discussion. And then we had two big knockouts that I just wanted to touch on, both via the nasty big left hand, left hook, even if you will. Elvis Brenner got a knockout over Kanon. Kruschewski, I probably butchered that last name, but we uh, roll along. He, he had a big win. It was a short notice replacement, but clipped him right on the ear, face planted him, brutal one-punch knockout. And the same can be said for Vitor Petrino, who I believe is now 10 or 11-0, and 0, a plethora of finishes and knockouts. Knocked out Modestus Bukaskis. That's a big win at light heavyweight for Vitor, who is the um, Dana White Contender Series alumni as well. A one-shot left hook knockout put Modestus down. Brutal shot. Vitor is very good. He's dangerous, carries power. And again, much like the middleweight conversation with Kayo, for Vitor here at light heavyweight, not the deepest division. Won't take as many fights to really make a name for himself and potentially get himself into a ranking fight next. Now that's all for UFC Sao Paulo. There's only one other thing to discuss on today's show before we head on out of here, and it is the vacant women's bantamweight title going to be up for grabs ufc 297 in january rumored to be in toronto canada it may not be who you think it was going to be for this belt but we have raquel pennington in one corner she's coming in on a five fight win streak most recent victory in january of 2023 against ketlin vieira so it will be one full year by the time raquel gets back in there but it's going to be for her second opportunity to capture UFC gold and it's going to be against Myra Bueno Silva three fight win streak could be four she's coming off that finish against Holly Holm in July I believe it was however it got ruled a no contest after she was suspended for ADHD medication but she's still getting the crack at the title it's weird, right? This division has been stale for, I feel like, a lot of years at this point. Um, there just haven't been a lot of young prospects like Flyweight, for example. There aren't as many high-level elite fighters as there are at women's strawweight. So women's bantamweight, although it is the OG weight class 
for the UFC women's divisions, it has kind of fallen to the wayside by a lot of the other great talent in the other two women's divisions. And when you had a long reigning champion like Amanda Nunes, that kind of hinders the eyes on the rest of the division as well, because it was just expected that whoever it was, was going to get ran through by Amanda Nunes. But now she is retired. This is the official, really it's the start of the post Amanda Nunes era in the UFC women's bantamweight division. And it starts with someone who had lost to Amanda Nunes for a title, Raquel Pennington. And really the only prominent younger, not young because I think she's 32 or 33, but younger up and coming fighter in Meyer Bueno Silva at Bantamweight right now. They're going to fight for the title. Juliana Pena injured right now, but did say she is going to fight the winner of that fight for their first title defense. I think a lot of people were expecting Juliana to be one half of the vacant title fight. That's why I kind of said at the beginning, maybe it's not exactly what you thought in terms of the pairing, but this is what we're going to get. Looking like it's going to be a co-main event slot in Canada. Rumor has it they may just be trying to get Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira 2 booked as the main event, but nothing official yet, just rumors right now, so nothing officially to talk about or go in-depth on for now, but maybe over the next week or two we will hear something officially. So let me know what you guys think about that one. It's definitely different. It's definitely a little weird. Not a ton of hype around it from the community whatsoever. A lot of people are kind of just shocked that this was the matchup they are getting, but I'm just glad to see at least some progression, some steps being made, and I can only hope that over this next year in 2024 we can get some more players at Bantamweight because it really, really needs it. It's probably the most stale division in all of the UFC right now, but maybe with Amanda gone, a new champion going to be, you know, cemented in January, then fighting Pena. Maybe that'll get some momentum going, the ball rolling for the rest of the division and the rest of these ladies to put together some big wins and maybe get some prospects in there as well. So that's what we're getting in January. And that's all you're getting on today's MMA weekend recap. Another short one, nothing too crazy. Not a lot of big news over the past couple of weeks, but that's okay. We keep rolling. It's a big week. This week, UFC 295, Madison Square Garden. Headliner, Yuri Prohaska and Alex Pereira for the vacant light heavyweight title. Co-main event, Sergey Pavlovich and Tom Aspinall for the interim heavyweight title. We also have Jessica Andrade and Mackenzie Dern going at it at strawweight. We've got Benoit Saint-Denis fighting Matt Frivola. So it's going to be a banger, uh, that fight for sure. And it's a good card all in all. We're going to be talking about it this coming weekend on Friday. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Feel free to follow on social media at The Bajma and subscribe on YouTube if you like a video version of your content and want to just get quick hitters rather than an entire long form audio podcast. We'll see you next weekend, UFC 295 on Friday.